folks. Uh, before we go on, I just want to check on some sports stats. You know, keep myself sharp here on the sports. And I'll use my computer and just go in here. And I'm going to check. Okay. My name's Dave. This is Too Much Dip. It's the only podcast that has a horse named after it. How about that? No one expected that. Got a big show today. We got KJ and Dylan in the building. What's up, lads? KJ, four's yours, man. Okay. Did a double intro. That's... I see all you introed him first on Circling Back. Didn't even acknowledge it. Yeah, like it was true. just normal business. You know we're too big to be entering the door at the same time. Um... I'd like to let the world know, put everyone on notice, that your boy's talking now. Uh, I don't know if you've heard this app, TikTok. You're on the talk. Talking about it. And, You're on uh, the talk. This is big news. Oh, yeah. I'm on the talk. And while I haven't contributed to uh, the creation committee or uh, community on TikTok yet, do know if you're producing um, single mom or uh, housewife comedy and or Farm boy comedy. I've likely seen all your videos because apparently that's all TikTok thinks I'm into. It's country boy uh, TikTok, and huh. uh, I think I'm funny housewife TikTok. So, you know, I'm making my way down, you know, through the phases. Well, of TikTok. you might get me to download TikTok at some point. <laughs> what really is selling it hard? So, like, what's what's going on when you open up the app? Is it like stepmoms like stuck in dryers or something? What, what is David. It exactly? <laughs> Come on, dude. Well, because you know your talk algorithm is based on your uh, recommended tab. I, you so know, you you tell that's me. That's true. KJ. If if they do go back through my search history and just find the word stuck or watches, and they <laughs> they dig that up and throw that into the algorithm, like either I'm gonna get some sweet Cartier content or you know just maybe some uh, voyeuresque intros. So pretty difficult to get stuck under like a coffee table and not just find a way to, you know, wiggle loose. It just seems like it'd be an easy. Escape, yeah. but some of those stepmoms just can't do it. It is an easy escape, I would say, uh, from the day for those people. But you know, uh, I'm I'm very happy to know that uh, when I pick up my phone, I don't have to just refresh Twitter and Instagram. I can now pivot over and see some quick, uh, usually subpar comedy. Um, but I'm on that wave. Keep an eye out. Speaking of subpar comedy, did y'all see the? Uh, <laughs> The young couple that was at a Diamondbacks game, and the guy's buddy was coordinating with the Diamondbacks via Twitter to check in on his buddy on the second date via the the cameras inside the stadium. And there's a lot of coordination. I believe Bally Sports was the ones behind the cameras, and uh, they had to coordinate. It was pretty cool little story. There's a really uh, fun Twitter thread if you're so inclined. What I'm learning it's a here fun little follow is that. People attended a Diamondbacks game. Look at that. At least two people. They Look at yeah. that. But uh, it, it, it basically ended with um, they were on the, the big jumbotron yep. inside the stadium, and it was kind of a cool story. Check it out, folks, is what I'm trying to no say. No proposals? Second date, Dave. You know, No one's doing that. How far away are we from Austin FC just going with a dip cam for their crowd cam? Ooh, well, we're working on it behind the scenes. It's kind of like next on Brett's agenda. Yeah. He's got to get – what were the sponsors that he's supposed to get for us? We needed a Fleshlight sponsor. Uh, bird feeder sponsor. Bird feeder, cold brew coffee, and then obviously getting the dip cam at Austin, Austin FC games. Austin FC is what I call them because they play often. There Weekly, we in fact. I think he's still working on the Google sponsor. Like, 
just a they, search engine sponsorship. We need our own engine. They kind of dubbed, did they not? Yeah, they did. We're two and one. Let's go. Two and one? Right? Yeah. Let's fucking go. After uh, after Micah dubbed them the Austin Nil. Championship. Mm. Championship. Noted bad take ever. We're going to hear from him in a minute. We're going to take a segment from Circling Back that did so well that we had to bring it here. Actually, Micah just was like, hey, call me. I, want, I got something I want to talk about. I genuinely yeah. don't know what – I have an idea of what he's going to bitch about. I say bitch. It's going to be bitching. It's Micah. <laughs> but I don't know what it's going to be. I'm assuming it's draft-related, but we'll see. He doesn't have much positive to offer these days. So I it's going to be negative. He's going to be bitching about something, probably the draft. I hope know. he's super horny for the Cowboy draft. Jerry Jones will get mentioned in his phone call, guaranteed. This is what we call a reverse – call. Uh, wow. Reverse cold call, because we genuinely yeah. don't know. And he demanded it. We've greenlit him. This call should be quite hot. Screenless, as they would say in the biz. He solicited this call, so it's it's a hot call. <laughs> yeah. Follow Too Much Dip on Twitter. That's Dip with Two Ps. Too Much Dip podcast on Instagram. It's meat smoking season. Check out Meat Smokers Only on Instagram. You'll be seeing some content there. Check out our shop if you like merch. Do it for Dippy. Washmedia.shop. Oh, and um, if you want to leave us a little uh, voicemail, you can do so by hitting the dip line, something that we're about to do. Are you guys ready? 833-371-DIP with two Ps. Let's go. Let's do it. It's time to hit the dip line. 833-371-DIP. Again, 833-371-DIP with two Ps. Remember, dip responsibly. Oh, and this one, it's for Dippy. The last part kind of feels unnecessary. So now I see why you went without the number yourself. Production value. Production value. Professional over here. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, we haven't hit the dip line in a while. Let's let's see what we got. Hey, do you guys ever like can you think of a sport that has a softer workout reel than F1? I mean, you see Alvin Kamara doing like those banded push-ups with chains around his neck. And then we got Max Verstappen over here juggling. <laughs> they do have some pretty soft workouts on F1. As ground floor F1 guys, that's something that we've always talked about for the last few years as we've been watching F1. Yeah, I would compare it maybe to golf. You'll see like a, a little montage of, of Justin Thomas doing some band workouts and plyometric stuff, and it's like – Dude, you're built like a 13-year-old. Like You're not really moving any kind of weight whatsoever. At least with golf, you might get them doing like uh, throwing the ball into the wall, like explosive yeah, stuff. You're right. This, it, they're literally just – it looks like they're just priming their muscles with like the weakest amount of pump is possible. It, question, though. Aside from being just like trim and, and light, is it important to be in good shape to be an F1 driver? Posture is probably very important. I would say you probably have to have a shit ton of stamina, like the resistance of going at that speed and like – being locked up just in that position forever, you know, for two hours straight, um, likely peeing in a little bag. Or, um, you know, it's yeah. What's it's the pee situation like? They're, they're just pissing and shitting themselves. Do they just drain the tank before they go in the car? You'd think so, but like it, they don't have time to pull over and be like, all right, just fucking. Because isn't it the kind of situation where where you'll sweat just to like gallons of not gallons, but like they sweat a lot and lose. You got to think that those fire retardant suits are very, very warm. Right. And also just the stress of driving an automobile at such a speed. They do step on the scale right after the race, like mm-hmm. with gloves and helmet in hand. I'm sure that's a big part of that is like uh, regulations, making sure that I don't know something did change, but I wonder how much of that is also for their health. Like making sure this person didn't just lose 13 pounds in two right. hours and needs like an IV right now. KJ, you would be a terrible F1 driver with those big fucking arms. I, uh, you know, <laughs> you I've been known to. the little cockpit thing for him. 
I've been known to carry some water. I would say, David, you'd be equally terrible with uh, that little baby boy bladder of yours. Oh, oh man. Uh, you just, just back. You'd fill that car up with piss. Oh, I would just be pissed. <laughs> I would just be putting on a, a show, just pissing myself. Yeah. Well, he'd pee again, folks. It'd be, uh, it would be a rubber sh- rubber diaper situation, <laughs> adult diaper sitch. Okay. I bet they wear diapers. You don't think they're diaping? No, I think I think because of uh, losing a lot of sweat during the race, I think they just drain the tank, get in the car, and they hold it for two hours. That's what I think. You'd be a very bad F1 driver because you, you often that? text and drive. I will probably, <laughs> yeah, but I would probably leave my, my phone, like, you know, in the in the pit. Dylan's just looking down like. I'm on Twitter. Bay, I got to call you back. I'm entering the DASP zone. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. They're hitting the. RSV or whatever it is. <laughs> What's the thing that they hit that everybody DRS? Yeah, DRS, DRS makes dash. it go all fast. Come on, for. folks. That's old school. I'm God, watch one race. I watched yesterday. Did you? I did. Quick uh, compliment to the listeners out there. We did have, you know, uh, we, we didn't intend to start off F1 here. Dipline does this to you. you we never did know. have a listener hit us with like some. You know, non-condescending, actual good yeah. information regarding the, the things that we well, just broke butchered. it down. Actually, Actually, I appreciate a of, that. A lot of the F1 diehards that listen, all six of them, I think they appreciate what we're trying to do. <laughs> yes, I agree. Like they really do. I, I've I've been complimented. Like, look, I know you are new to the sport. You're doing a, a decent job of like talking about what's going on out there, and and so they get it. Yeah, and if they want like more in-depth, hardcore F1 coverage, I. Bet that there's actually one out there, another podcast that does this uh-huh. like full time and knows it a little bit better than us. Well, let's not encourage people to jump ship on us, but they don't have to jump ship. But I mean, like, if I mean, look, we've been following the sport for like only five years or something. Yeah, I've been a diehard fan for like 17 and a half days, which is almost like seven <laughs> years. Uh, in in F1 years, yeah, yeah. In F1 years, yeah. Given how many races we've had in that time, I feel pretty much like an expert. Also, I have inquired about tickets, I looked up tickets. Ooh. On the interweb. That's another thing Brett needs to get. Uh, What's Brett even do? Let, let me say this. Let me say this. Um, it's going to be hard to appeal to the common man when a ticket is like starts at 700 bucks. Yeah, Netflix is pretty much where it starts and ends for a lot of people. I, I, that's, a, that's, a tough, that's a tough threshold to yeah, get into. With only it. one U.S. race as of now, I, I can see how it gets to that point. But, uh, you know, they, need, they mean uh, local content, too. So let's at least get us a live stage out. I'm just, on the, I'm just uh, thinking about the uh, the every man, yeah. you know, trying to get involved in in the sport, which is dope. But it's it's not going to appeal to common folks if it's cost that much money to get to the door, man. It's got to be significantly more expensive than a NASCAR race. I would think we could so. probably go to Texas Motor Speedway for like a hundred bucks. Plus, uh, yes, plus four NASCAR, headsets, four hot dogs, and four tickets. BYOB. <laughs> People forget that. Got to rent the RV. It is BYOB. Yes, it's crazy. Bring your own. Barack effigy. <laughs> Excuse me. I There's don't. I don't have a defense for that. Bring Call Micah. Own. You could have brought. You could have brought your own anything there. I, didn't I don't know why I, did, I skipped over Biden. That starts with a B. That was. That was bad. Go I'm to Micah. Bring extra red meat just to show him. <laughs> bring more than one burger a month. There you go. All right. Let's let's see what Micah's got. Let's see if he even answers. Let's call. Well, let's hot call Micah. Hello. Hey, Micah. It's the Too Much Dead podcast. Remember us? <laughs> oh, hello. Wow, it's it's great to be with you. Hello, David. I assume there are other gentlemen there as well. AJ and Dylan. Ed Dylan, too. Oh, wow. Ed Dylan. Wow, tremendous. Hey, Micah. 
I've been carrying too hey. much of the H load since you've been gone, so uh, I'm, I'm very happy to hear your voice. Micah, fact, is this... Oh, sorry, KJ. Oh, I, I was going to say, in fact, we're just mere seconds removed from me making a terrible political joke uh, that I need you to be here for cover fire, so welcome back. Micah, is this about the Cowboys spending their first-round draft pick on another Micah, and you just got so fired up about it? Well, that's, that's a great place to start, though, and I have a couple things I'd like to hit this afternoon. And uh, before I do, I'd like to remind folks, check out Mind of Micah and Micah's Read of the Week, which hit your inbox only about an hour ago. A lot of good reads in there and good stuff to listen to on the podcast this week, mm-hmm. including Brad Key and I talking about frozen margaritas. You guys like frozen, huh? Oh, big time. Love it, man. Can't wait to check hey, out your, so, your newsletter. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, big shouts to uh, the other Micah in town. Micah Parsons, it, it me, it Micah. That's great. I'm happy for him. It always I hope Micah. he's the best. Yes, it is. Uh, spit on it, Bay. I always <laughs> hope that he is, in fact, the best defensive player in the draft, and that would be great if he is. He's a talented young man, and I'm rooting for him. Uh, I will also say it is an absolutely insane, inexcusable, indefensible pick by the Dallas Cowboys, the only team in America that continues to draft linebackers high and pay linebackers year after year when the linebacker position is the least consequential in all of defensive football. It's insane. It's a travesty. I am angry. I will continue to be angry until Jerry Jones dies. What, uh, who should they have drafted? It doesn't matter, David. I, feel I, like- I, am, not Mel, I am not Mel Kuyper. Uh, maybe you, I, I know they want a corner. It doesn't matter. You can't take a linebacker in the first round. And I hope the guy's the best defensive player in the draft. And that would be wonderful if he was. But uh, it, his impact just isn't going to be great enough, in my opinion. This is a team that needs a lot of pieces. It seems like they drafted in that, uh, fairly well the rest of the, the time. Again, I'm not Mel Kuyper or Todd McShay. And uh, I would like to be one of those draft guru guys that gives every team a, a – a, uh, a report card between A minus and C plus. So you just see there's always some wiggle room. But uh, I, I'm just, I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm sure you guys have takes on this. I don't like it. I think across the board, he was the highest defensive player on most people's uh, boards, so to speak. Um, <clears throat> and I don't know. I mean, dude. I mean, there was a. Everybody knew there was a chance that both corners would be gone. I didn't think. I didn't think Denver was going to take uh, Sertan, but it happened. I don't know. I don't hate it. He can cover. He can get. He can get to the quarterback. And his name's Micah. We can do Micah bits, so it gives us content here. That is that is a positive. Uh, I I would imagine the number of people to call me Mika moving forward in the state of Texas will be reduced. Somewhat. There's probably a lot more Micah babies coming soon, which is huge for me and the brand. Uh, but, you know, that's enough about the draft. I'm sure you guys are here to talk about that in depth. Something else I'd like to talk about. Are you guys familiar with the National Basketball Association? <laughs> we got it here on the rundown. Oh, great. Well, I'm going to jump ahead real quick. What a weekend in the association. I mean, just over the course of the weekend, we had Jason Tatum go for 60 to beat the Spurs in overtime. We had uh, the Suns move up to the number one seed in the West. Uh, let's see. Cole Anthony hit a game winner with one-tenth of a second left and gave an absolutely charming post-game interview. I don't know if you guys have seen that. 
Zion went for 37. The Thunder lost by 57 points at home, the worst home loss in NBA history. They're a disgrace. Luca had, had a 20-assist game uh, and hit Dorian Finney-Smith for a game winner. The Spurs lost again at the, at the buzzer against uh, the 76ers. And the two best teams in the East played an absolute classic. Bucks won 17, Mets won 14. Hoops are really getting great. But you know what? That's not what I'm here to talk about. No I'm here to talk about LeBron James. LeBron is a big baby, and I'm not going to stand for it anymore. I've been defending the man for years. Ken, Luca, Mark Cuban, they can all go kick rocks. The playoff tournament, whatever they're calling it, the playing game, it's a great thing. It's great for competition. It's great for interest. It's great for excitement. And anyone that's bitching and moaning about it now with two weeks left in the regular season, just shut up. And that is all. Wow. Wow. You really did it. You really described literally every play that happened in the NBA over the weekend you and just covered with that fuego yeah. take. You just covered our entire rundown, so we have nothing left to talk about. Well, once you hang up, I'm just going to yeah. run it back and uh, we'll get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, well Mike, you'll have to, Micah, you'll have to tune in to hear our response to that. Oh, uh, I, I'll hang up and listen. Well, and uh, One more thing, Micah. Yeah. While you're here, I, sure. I do want to acknowledge to the public and, and to you personally, I don't quite remember – the exact stipulations of our argument regarding the drafting of Jalen Waddle, But to your credit, you were advocating saying he might be the number one wide receiver drafted. I thought that was ludicrous. Jamar Chase, who sat out for the year, ended up being the number one wide receiver drafted. At the time, I probably believed Devontae Smith would go before Waddle as well due to the injury. Clearly, I was wrong there. So uh, I tip my cap to you, good sir, on uh, some pretty damn well, good uh, predictions there. Is Randy there to pull the tape? No, Randy doesn't work for us anymore. There's absolutely no way we could look up what the actual words said at that time. Okay. Yeah, we hired Dan. Uh, <laughs> it, it was a proud moment for me. I was I was uh, too excited about it. But anyway, this has been a lot of fun. And you know what else is a lot of fun? Micah's Read of the Week, the newsletter. Subscribe at micahweiner.substack.com. And until Substack. next time. <laughs> yeah, you know it. What's your slate on the Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. He gone. <laughs> he gone. Well, he just pretty much did the show for yeah, us. Yeah, we, so. we can pretty much wrap it up. So tell Encore go fuck themselves. You got enough power in this building for the rest of the month. You know, I haven't heard any. It's good to hear from Micah, though. I've heard some people like criticize the Micah Parsons pick, the Cowboys. Yeah. I haven't heard anybody who absolutely hated it. Uh, we can dive in, I suppose. Can well, we just do KJ, draft? Yeah. What is your opinion on his take that the linebacker position is the least impactful on the field? <clears throat> I, I definitely would not say least impactful like at all when you say linebacker. Uh, most recent examples of draftees at this high of a point, you're talking Roquan Smith for the Bears or Devin White for the Buccaneers, who, who just had an excellent balled out yeah. and then rode a fucking horse through LSU Stadium with the Lambeau Trophy in hand. So. It's pretty clear that if you have a run-and-hit linebacker who can fly around the field and cover, like, that there is value. The knock here, I think, with Micah Parsons is that he's not necessarily a coverage guy. He's everything that the Cowboys wish they'd gotten out of Jalen Smith when they drafted him pre-injury. You know, the Cowboys knew they weren't getting pre-injury Jalen Smith, but they were hoping maybe he could get back to that point. 4-3 linebacker, flies side-to-side on the field, makes a ton of plays, 
I don't know that I would be as mad as Micah is with that selection. I just might be a little bit bothered with, yes, you did pick up a third pick or an extra pick and still get a tremendous talent, but sometimes you're just getting too cute. Like nobody would have been upset without that extra third pick. Had you walked out of there with your cornerback that you knew you wanted, you could have had, and now you've got to answer these questions. If for some reason one of your other cornerbacks don't hit, you know, and we'll get to Kelvin Joseph if we want to go there. Now, even if Parsons is a Hall of Famer, like, okay. Well, both corners were off the board, so they could have traded up, you're saying, right? Am I not? Horn. Wait, did they not trade back and then in between where they were picking originally and where they picked? Am I no, misremembering? No, so Carolina picked Horn first. Okay. And then uh, Denver took Sertan. Okay, and then they traded back. And after. then, yeah. Okay. And okay. After they yeah. were both yeah, off yeah, the yeah, board, okay. they traded back to Philly, and everybody, well, not everybody, mainly me mainly because I don't follow Philly that closely, but I was so scared they were going to take Fields because so, Fields are still out there, but obviously they didn't. Then the the Jets trade occurred prior to these corners going, correct? Or was that after? I'm the, I don't have the draft order My, in front of me here. I guess the argument would have been you had the ability to bump up and take a player that you wanted or go out and make sure that you, you capitalize on a player that you targeted and went into your draft knowing you wanted, and they didn't pull the trigger there. Uh, and there were a lot of trades happening. And I think what I'm getting confused at is in round two when they had the extra third, they had a position where they could have gone up and gotten the number one safety in the draft, a guy that they had targeted and walked out of there with the TCU Parsons. kid? Yeah, with Parsons and Morig. And I don't think anybody would have complained had they made that move. I think people would have been really happy with uh, Morig and yeah. Parsons. I should make it very clear. I don't disagree with – the Cowboys selections and the potential that they have. I think they made some very talented picks. I personally can soapbox and say being in the Dallas Fort Worth market, the Cowboys have a habit of rolling out at the time, Jason Garrett, oftentimes uh, Jerry Jones and preaching about the programs they have in place and that they want high character guys. And that's going to be what they focus Eh. on. And then they go out and they draft three players with, escalating questions in terms of their background sure everything from okay a he's a rapper weed. and a little weed a little hip-hop which is nothing you should be knocked for to okay he's hazing his teammates and putting his dick in his teammates faces and tfm um to okay he's got significant amounts of charges both for physical altercations with a significant other and with aggression towards members of staff yes. these are all players they trotted out there in the top four rounds so Josh you want to be Ball, angry with that? You're referring to. That's a problem. But in terms of the talent they got, Parsons is going to be a hell of a player. Yeah, well, to, to circle back, if yeah. you will, to y'all's talk about the linebacker being an insignificant position yeah. defensively, I heard a lot. Like, so our buddy Jake, he was mm-hmm. harping on that. And I just know that, like, the Cowboys have absolutely botched that position the last three to four years. Um, they've also – it seems like ignored the safety position. But if it's that insignificant, I feel like I, the defense last season was historically bad. And I would leave almost every game being like, God, dude, our linebackers are so bad. Mm-hmm. So if you can go out and get a guy who is a linebacker who's the best at that – not only the best at that position, but on everybody's draft board, the best defensive player, why wouldn't you do that? I know he didn't have to drop into coverage that much at Penn State, but like – I will take my chances with that. Because, like, linebackers still cover tight ends. You need somebody. It's not like you're going to have uh, six safeties out mm-hmm. there. Uh, I Again, I don't think it's that 
you know, it's it's not a fireable offense in my opinion. Um, if if we want to stick with the Cowboys here, the overarching thing for me, they knew they were going to go heavy heavy on defense, but it was just interesting to see you've got a first year D coordinator for the Cowboys. You know, Dan Quinn obviously not first year in his career. Very talented, has a track record, has skins on the wall. You know, should have a Super Bowl or two, you know, or at least one as a head coach and has one as D coordinator. So. I get given in the keys of the draft. It's just a little worrisome that if this defense produces at a high level, wouldn't you want to hire Dan Quinn if you're, you know, the Saints after Sean Payton, you know, retires or leaves any other NFL team? Like, wouldn't Quinn be out of Dallas very quick and you just rebuilt your team around this guy's long-term plan? And that's not your long-term head coach solution. Like, Boy, a lot of things have to go right for yeah. that. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, I get you need to fix a historically bad defense. I'm not saying worry about Dan Quinn leaving, so don't fix the defense. But it's going to be a story when you've got now three straight years with a new defense coordinator, and it's followed by a fourth, but for the wrong reason or for the right reason. Um, were we surprised at all at what San Francisco did at three after all the smoke, all the Mac smoke? I kind of never thought that they were going to take the uh, the Alabama kid, Trey Lance, of course. Who who was telling me before this pod who he's dating? He's dating Colin Cowherd's daughter. Yeah, I believe um, Brett told us that. Yeah, which hey, good on you. I mean, good on him. I I didn't I didn't know that. You didn't think she was hanging out in Fargo a little bit? I I was hoping. I hate anytime like guys like Cowherd or Skip are legitimized, and I feel like this just like. I mean, he's already established, right? He makes a lot of money. He does it well. But I just I, – I hate that this will give him, like, some more clout. What – I guess before we get too deep into the weeds on individual players and takes there, I guess the draft presentation, the whole shebang, what was y'all's thoughts? I don't know how much of it day by day you watch, but what were uh, your thoughts on just the presentation of it? The, the lazy boy recliner situation I found to be a little odd. Didn't um, like the interactions. With no, the, like, it was a, and random where he fan. was like giving him like sneak peek at the draft before he had announced it. They're like, oh, oh yeah, sure. yeah, pretty good, good pick, good pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought the overall vibe feeling was was fine. I, I thought it was good. Yeah, you know, I like it felt more like uh, just casual and uh, kind of you know not taking themselves too seriously. Yeah, I thought it was good. Impressive for Cleveland, it. you would say, right? Impressive for Cleveland, yeah. I, I watched, forgot that it was in Cleveland, yeah. actually. I watched probably 85% of the draft. Okay. It's the most draft I've watched ever. And I enjoyed the product. Um, I enjoyed the uh, the fans, like the Philly fans who painted up and took the time. The dude who had the clear um, yeah. face covering. It was a pretty, pretty damn good-looking face covering. Yeah, like I was, I was yeah. very MT impressed one? by that. I also liked the... Uh, players backstage had their own little like sectioned mm-hmm. off area which was basically just like alabama teammates hanging out back there <laughs> at some point it made it look like mac jones was just the host for back there yeah he was just like, like he was dapping just up chauffeur. everyone as they were on the way to the stage like all right man he wasn't getting picked and he had to go like say hi and hug oh like God. six different other players <laughs> we talk about alabama real quick holy shit yeah it's a good program holy shit it's just an nfl factory it's... at this point i know that Saban gets it he gets like you know Five to ten, five stars a year, and then nothing but four stars after that. But the way they develop kids at that school, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um, So where did Mac Jones end up going? Oh, the Patriots. That's right. So that's fun. I mean, like the the, it. It's like they were picking for the memes. Like was within two minutes, a hundred accounts had the same tweet of shirtless Brady and shirtless Mac Jones. 
Pretty impressive for Mac Jones to get drafted in the first round, uh, considering he doesn't work out. Literally has never worked out. You think F1 workouts are bad. You should go hit up a Mac Jones joint. It's What is going on there? Almost as bad as Zach Wilson's lap pull-down photo. Oh, boy. Who's, like, I know you're coming out of Provo. You probably have a very skewed view of what you're getting into, moving to the big city in New York. Like, whoever his PR or agent was that said, okay, hey, we need these ultra high res glossy photos of you in the mirror at the Marriott and doing the lat pull down. We need you to look dejected on the lat pull down machine as if like you just like tore tore something. You don't need any of that. Like Trevor Lawrence was at home for some reason. Marty from ESPN was in his house too, amongst seven hundred people. These were sponsored posts, right? That he was I doing. I think so. They better have been because they looked very forced and like, yeah. It was just. I'm pretty sure you don't they need were. It. You and don't he, need he it. He had his like suit laid out on the bed. He snapped a picture of that too. They think they were, it was all sponsored content. Good Either family way, jeans though. Mm, we yeah. trying to say? I'm trying to say his tan was quite nice. We played the okay. fun game of sister or girlfriend. <laughs> there was a lot <laughs> or of sister or sister or mom <laughs> or girlfriend. The, Mac, the Mac Jones camp. We played that game. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. <gasps> yeah. Um, but yeah, just built like, uh, built like. Uh, how's Mac Jones built? What's the best way to put it? He just doesn't work out. I'll be nice. His first team all trash bod. It's yeah. fine, and he's fine with it, and good. Yeah. More power to him. There's been plenty of quarterback out there who's been successful with trash bods. Romo, yeah, notorious trash bod. But hey, props to him for for actually popping top for a, a picture. Yeah, I, I would not. I Pop would not it be one that, time. I would not be that bold. Hey, also shout out to uh, Randy. I don't know if anybody really knows about this. He uh, had a side gig, and it was to hang out at Sam Ellinger's house in Westlake um, for the time that he was drafted. And, uh, yeah, because Sam had his own crew there. He did have a so full So when he was drafted, at the, was that the fifth? Was he a fifth-round guy? Sixth? Fifth? Uh, late. A late, late draft Late day, day three. Sam. He had his team there. Give a shot. Randy does a little moonlighting for the Longhorn Network, apparently. Very cool, right? I'm very happy I was on kid duty during the live stream Thursday night before uh, the draft started because I went into that fully intending – to try to uh, put Dylan on the spot and see if he would take a bet on whether Bouchelle or Ellinger would go first. And I would have missed out. So uh, did Bouchelle get drafted? Uh, he, undrafted free agent to the Chiefs. It's that noodle arm that they didn't like. They pulled up tape like, oh, this guy's got a noodle Well, arm. that'll work in uh, Kansas City's offense. Right. <laughs> Very <laughs> similar style. Yeah, I, you know, I think it's more of a, hey, we both have quarterbacks with dads that were Major League Baseball players. <laughs> I would have I would have taken that oh, bet. Yeah. I would have taken that bet if you had offered it. Uh, Sam, you know he's got a really long delivery. It's really long. He's in the right place. You're going to have a great coach, a quarterback coach, and all of that. You've got Eberflus. I guess he's defense, right? Eberflus, Matt Eberflus. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also are behind a quarterback, in a very similar mold that is athletic, toolsy, big guy, and not expected to, you know, throw piss missiles. Whereas. If I'm Bouchelle, I'm looking at backing up uh, Pat Mahomes. Like, this is the Chase Daniel uh, vehicle. This is the Matt Leiner job. Like, I could be in the league for several years and never see the field and collect a check. Let I me put say, Sam in that same boat. Yeah, if he's lucky. I just yeah. think he's too That's the best job big and toolsy that they're going to try to screw around and make him a Taysom Hill oh. or some bullshit where he's got to go out there and tear a labrum. Let me say this about back backing up Mahomes. Uh, dudes... Dude had some injuries in, t- in in college. That's true, and he was and hobbling around in the playoffs. He was hobbling this year. around the playoffs this year. What was it a toe or something? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he we got reminded that Chad Henney was in the NFL. Chad, who is the backup right now? Chad Henney, I think. Is right? it still Henney? I guess Kansas City. Yeah, I think I don't remember. Well, 
All I know is, um, and Randy doesn't have a mic, but I, I'm actually very happy to see where Fields landed. Yes. Um, even though they have not had much success at the quarterback position in Chicago in, uh, what, 30 years at least. Um, <laughs> you know, I think this could work. Um, I feel like he's got a chip on his shoulder. We need to go back and save the QB1 tweet. I think I've already screenshot that, but for sure that needs to be reminded to uh, Ryan Pace and the Bears organization every time they go back and say, we promised Andy Dalton QB1 <laughs> and that put out that Photoshop like two weeks after signing Andy Dalton. Um, but, you know, I, I think that Justin Fields will be a tremendous player. I did not love the – dejected, not overjoyed reaction that I got from him visually. You're getting picked 10th. Like, you're not Aaron Rodgers at 26th to the Packers or whatever. Wait, where did he go? 10th, I believe, is when that – because, again, I don't have it in front of me, so I'm screwing this all up. But, you know, whatever. Um, I I hope there's no bad takes out here similar to this. But, you know, Jim – what was your quarterback in the 80s? What's his name? Jim McMahon. Is that right? Hmm. Jim McMahon, also noted to have some uh, visual issues and had to wear sunglasses during all interviews. You know, you bring Justin Fields in, a little epilepsy, which I don't know why that became a thing because it clearly has never affected him. So I'm happy. I, I think the, the Bears will be great. Yeah, if I was a Bears fan, I'd be very pleased with how They were in the playoffs last year. Now you've got a quarterback, two of them. Um, yeah, it's not like he went. Where did Chris Sims have him projected? Like last pick of the first round. I don't acknowledge that guy. Ooh. Round one, pick eleven. Okay, eleven. You're close. Yeah, this is all going from top of the head. Well, I was very distracted during the draft. I'm willing to uh, continue my streak of uh, takes that people may or may not agree with, and just out myself as I was. Uh, I was a pretty strong Kings of Leon fan. I may have copped to that in the past. I missed wow. their performances at, due to kid duty. But I'm glad they were there. I don't like the thought of them kind of going the Imagine Dragons, uh, Panic, Fallout Boy, Fallout Boy route of like songs at every juncture with ESPN, though. Yeah, I don't need I don't need uh, the Kings of Leon doing uh, <laughs> songs that are supposed to play like during uh, the finals or something. Heading to commercial songs. Oh my God! You know what? I said I watched 85 percent of the draft. I guess somewhere in that 15 percent was the Kings of Leon stuff because I didn't even know they were there. I. I didn't. I missed that. I think y'all were finishing the live stream when that was going on because I missed it as well. Bummer. Do the same reason I missed live stream. Did they do Sex on Fire? Again, I don't know. Somebody said they did an old song. dude. All right. That's the thing about that sex. It's on fire. Oh, yeah. Well, before we uh, wrap NFL draft talk, do we want to talk uh, the news that broke right beforehand that kind of cucked everybody's uh, attention or what went on? Day two, visually. Let's talk A-Rodge. I assume that's what you're, yes, you're referring Aaron to. Yes, Aaron Rodgers, okay. rumored to have basically stated, I'm not going back to Green Bay, or I want out of Green Bay. <sighs> um, yeah, I, I, They're not going to trade him. He's, they're going to tell him, like, hey, man, it's either here or you go do – you retire. They would not move him. Uh, someone close to us, a source, has said no one can put a package together um, to get Aaron Rodgers. Right. It would I, have so, to look like Shailene Woodley, which is, you know, an above-average package for sure. Dude, sneaky sneaky fire fits at the Derby for those two. Someone someone said at the Derby, because uh, he had like a – his hair is kind of long now, and he had it kind of slicked back, and he had big old shades on. And then someone said Aaron Rodgers looked like he's there to arrest – 
Tom Brady and, and like pictures side by side, and Tom Brady looked like he was like some like high level gangster. It was I don't have looks like an funny. arms trader. Yeah, yeah, I don't have the Brady photo, but we will see the Rogers photo later on. This I, Packer I, situation is trash, though. I mean, it's it's a mess, and it's no one's no one's gonna win here. Um, one of the rare times when like a player has enough clout to like make demands like this, and like something actually has to happen. I don't know what happens here. Bad hypothetical, you know. Something develops in Dak's recovery. He's going to be out at least another year, questionable to ever return. Would you allow the Cowboys to trade next year's first for Jordan Love? Absolutely not. Next year's no. No. For Jordan Love? No. If Dak if Dak goes down again, then I'm all in on the tank. What's, and then you take whoever the best quarterback is. What's the like What's the talk about Jordan Love's development? Is he supposed to be like the fucking guy? No idea. If I'm him or his agent, I want no talk, right? At all. Like I want because it to be as quiet and it's intriguing. And he as has possible. been. His camp has been yep. com- since he was drafted. And like, oh, like the Packers drafted a quarterback. Uh, I haven't heard his name since then. It's incredible. No idea what's going. on. And he's on. created like I have no idea if like he and Rogers actually get along or any of that. And a part of this is because you know Green Bay's in Green Bay and not. You know, in Chicago or one of these big markets where they could put five beat writers in the locker room at every turn. Well, due to COVID, probably wouldn't have that. But still, like enough people on this story to like find some dirt. Hey, I'm. I look back at like the Matt Flynn's of the world, also Packers related, and cashed out for no reason other than like having a couple good games. So, are we sure that Jeopardy would take him as the host? I didn't think he was that great. A lot of everybody, no, he was sports know. athlete, great sports athlete. That's weird. He was athlete good. I was like, okay, yeah, you're fine. But it, it felt like, I don't know. It like fe- press box hot? Exactly. It's like press box hot. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just I, – I, people are so sure about that. They're like, oh, he could go host Jeopardy if he wanted. I, I, I don't know about I that. I think it's like the thought that, you know, if you're a celebrity of some sort and you run for office, like for sure you'll win. I tend to agree, like you would do very well and probably better than average, but – you know, when it came down to nut cutting time, like would you write out win these jobs? Maybe not. What do the Packers do here? Do they actually stick to the word and not no. trade him? I think yeah. they because having a disgruntled leader of your team is not going to work for anybody. Unless he's going, unless he's going to wage like a hard and white campaign to be in the media every other week and showing up like completely apathetic, like Kevin Love or so. I don't know why I'm going with two basketball players, but like he would have to throw a tantrum that would tank his own image to get out of there. Or make it so insufferable for them to where people are not buying season tickets, thinking it's it's not he's not going to be there. Like, if I'm them, like okay, well contract, bud. Yeah, retire. Dude, the thought of a quarterback taking on like the Harden or like you said, Kevin Love uh, disposition <laughs> is hilarious. It is just the most high profile <laughs> position in sports, and just like getting it and just just mailing it in, <laughs> taking a knee. I would love to see it. I don't think he would tarnish his legacy by doing that. He's too much of a, a quote gamer. Just a little shotgun snap, and he just fade away, threes it to Miles Garrett. <laughs> Dude, I would I would tune in for that. Uh, what do you think about the Jags draft? Uh, I'm happy with. It. They had so many picks that there was no way they were going to come out of it short of like packaging half of them for one person and it being anything terrible. Um, there's question of drafting a running back in the first round or when they draft ETN drafted in ETN especially when you've got a thousand yard rusher from last year that was undrafted. I don't necessarily think it would have been the move I'd prefer. I'd have rather taken whatever tackle you could have gotten or package one of your thirds and that other first move up, gotten two top 15 picks and walk out of there pretty happy. 
You could have walked away with Slater, the tackle out of Northwestern, potentially if somebody had given them to you, and you know still had enough picks to have a good draft. So I'm happy with it. We got Trevor Lawrence. I genuinely didn't expect things to fall into place when I was like joking about having Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence as the quarterback and coach combo back in like October. But here we are. Here we are. So <laughs> no more fucking around. Before we move on, sneaky shout out to Najee Harris. Yeah. Dude, did his uh did his draft um stuff from the homeless shelter where he grew yes. up as a kid. Yeah, that was pretty How cool. How cool is that? It's uh, he's a all around top five like dude like here i think of him like harrison barnes category of like i have no reason to be a fan of this players but the things he does off the field couldn't appreciate him more yeah and the fact that they had two all-star or all american running backs between him and josh jacobs that were both homeless and that's a big part of their stories like good to Great you to see. i didn't even Great know that see. about yeah, he Jacobs. had a commercial oh, yeah. maybe for Bose or NFL Network, and there's like a kid walking home, like clearly looking impoverished, and like he's like jogging to school or something. And then it's him driving, like Ms. Lincoln or something, driving a car, watching this kid walk to school. And the kid runs and runs and runs, turns out to be Josh Jacobs. Like, pretty good ad campaign. Dude, that's amazing. Um, you know what else I think is amazing? You may disagree. I'm from Arlington, Texas. Oh. And if there's one thing people know Arlington, Texas for, we do things a little bigger than uh, the rest of you people are comfortable with. Public transportation? Maybe not public transportation. Oh, okay. They don't have that. Maybe not uh, successful uh, political campaigns uh, to stop stadiums from being built. But we do big arms in Arlington, Texas. Oh, God. This is about Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett, Arlington Martin. Ugh. South side of Arlington. He was a Martin guy? He was a Martin guy. Good God, look at this man. He's a freak. Didn't you see him recently? Is I Zilker? saw him at Zilker Park like three or four weeks ago. He was there. It looked like he was maybe dating a young lady who lives in Austin, and they took her dog to the park. That's what I, that's what I put together. Oh, yeah. And he was there just in a, a T-shirt and sweatpants or something, and I was like, holy shit. That kid's very large. Who was that? And it was it was Miles Garrett. Wasn't just a girl like practicing tightrope walking by a tree. You thought the tree was Miles Garrett? No, no, it wasn't that. It was very much Miles Garrett, <laughs> and he is a massive, massive young man. How did he put this on, and how did he take this <sighs> off? This coat is so fitted to his arms. You can see his deltoid. You can see shoulder definition through the suit jacket. This doesn't make any sense. I see tricep popping. Oh my God, jeez, this is just disturbing. Does he not know? I mean, I understand it's his career, and it's. He's got to yeah, be a little bit more big for his your job. Career like, do you have any respect for yourself? Society, like, is he rocking a neck under that? Is he turtlenecking? He's rocking oh, a full blown. He's necked up for sure. This he, is this is the fit. Dude, he's no saying ne- no this could up. look bigger, but I've got a t-neck on. No one's <laughs> necked up in in uh, late April, early May. He's got better shoulders than Brad. I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, That's the guy's an all time top three bod guy for sure. Like him, Aaron Donald. I don't even know He's, where you go after that. He looks that. cartoonishly big in this. It's just mind-blowing to watch the general of the Army in favor of big arms just put them on display like this. It looks like he took the couch from like my apartments when I was like seven, cut that up, stuck his head out the side of it, and walked on stage. He's built like a couch. I'm saying that suede suit or whatever we've got going on looks like one of those couches, but he's as big of a, as a couch. Yeah, normally I would opt against the suit that uh, shares a color or borderline shares a color with UPS. <laughs> um, but this looks good. 
He's making this work for him. Like, I wouldn't pull this off for a number of reasons. It'd be all baggy, like a Tommy Bahama shirt style shit. But, yeah, this this is working for him. And, and who am I to say, you know, you can't show him off if you got him. Maybe, I, maybe I'm softening on my big arms take. How often do you see a person stand behind a lectern like this or podium, whichever this is, and their shoulders are wider than the top part and their hips and legs fit within the centerpiece of, of it? Like, the dude is just... He's a specimen. Wow. He looks better with the lectern next to him than the guy who raided the Capitol. <laughs> who's tried to walk out with the lectern. That dude did not have the, the build. I'll tell you, I don't Miles know where has. that guy's package is, but I'm fully refreshing to track this man's package. Goodness gracious. <laughs> I mean, never mind. I thought you were going to do that entire thing just to intro Ballsy, our good friends at Ballsy. Who's saying I didn't? It's still a good seg- I'm, segue. I'm, I'm sweating hot. Miles' balls. Look at that. It's very hot in Arlington. It's hot here, too. It's ball sweat season. How are y'all's balls doing? Have you tried the ball guard ball deodorant? My balls have... are doing much better since Ballsy has entered my life, David. Uh, I'm wearing them right now. I'm wearing the Ballsy uh, the ball deodorant. So was Randy. He informed us earlier. Yep. Prove it, Randy. Let's see. Nah. Let's see who's really wearing it. Let's have a smell off. Just walk by. Let me take a little whiff. But uh, I'm all in on their products, not only for, you know, the drives down here, drives back, knowing the heat's going to start coming into play a little bit. We'll be sitting in the cars wondering how things are doing down there. Throw some liquid uh, powder on that. Yeah. Clean it up. Or if you want to, if you want to do a little cologne, make it really smell good. You can do the nut, the nut guard, not the nut guard. What's it called? The nut. uh, The ball guard. Yeah. The ball guard. There you go. Sheesh, David. They also have good head shampoo. And it's keeping your boy in a good place. Like, I'm a week or two past where I normally get my hair cut. I think a part of that is because I'm like, you know what? I'm enjoying having enough hair to where I can see the difference with my shampoo. Ballsy's there for me. Dave, the ball guard is a revolution in testicle deodorant technology. I'm surprised you didn't know that. <laughs> I was looking Re- for the nut rub. Replaces those messy talc aluminum-filled powders that create chemical cake batter in your crotch. Ugh, nobody Ugh, I hate that. chemical cake batter. In your crotch, especially. In my crotch is the yeah. worst spot. Yeah, I was looking for the nut rub a minute ago. That's the beeswax oh, the based salt rub. cologne. Love the nut You're rub. You're a big nut rub boy. Big, huge on it. And they got the ball wash. Treat your family jewels like royalty with a high quality wash packed with essential oils and plant extracts, KJ. Mm. Not saying you need to. I'm just saying, are you paying attention? I'm just wondering if you were trying to ask me to extract my plant to show you that I'm a full blown, committed ballsy member. It's a long drive back to Dallas. That's all I'm saying. I'll leave my plant in my pants while we talk about Ballsy. Okay. I don't know what that means. Check it out. Your balls will be sweat-free and smooth like eggs. Website, check it out. Ballsybrand.com. Use code WASHED20 for 20% off your order. That's Ballsybrand.com. Use promo code WASHED20 for 20% off your order. Well, Micah kind of uh, jumped ahead, but uh, the NBA playoffs begin in uh, 19 days. Is that right? Uh, something like that. If I, you don't count, what, the play-in's like 16. Yeah, the play-in uh, is, I believe, 17th through the 20th or somewhere about. Maybe it's 18th through 21st. But uh, that is what's causing a lot of uh, a lot of booty chatter, as, as some would say. Yeah, Micah alluded to it. I've been kind of steaming on this privately. Mm-hmm. I think in the Discord I've put it out a, like a little bit, teased this, th- but um, I am not a big fan of my favorite team, the Dallas Mavericks, and their um, generational talent, Luka Doncic, and their owner, Mark Cuban. I don't really like them saying how out they are on the playing 
stuff, especially after the fact that they, like every other team in the league, had a chance to vote on it and they voted for it. Yeah. Um, I don't like once you drop down to the seventh or eighth seed, then you start bitching about it because it makes you look scared. In my opinion, it makes you look soft as a team. Um, you're mentally defeated if you have to go in there and play Golden State or the Spurs or whoever it might be. Like, I don't like those odds because, like, you're already mentally mad that you're there in the first place, and I feel like you're setting up to just fail. Yeah. And I don't like that it starts with the owner because, like, Cuban, like, early on in his career, but he knows, you know, he was very outspoken. He had some bad takes, but he did a lot. Um, and it seems like he's been quiet. He was quiet during the championship years, and then – he just came out of nowhere with this, and I hated it. I don't like that Luca's thinking about it. I don't even want them thinking about the playing game. I just want them to go out there yeah. and like have a game plan, so maybe you don't get season swept by the Kings. How about that? Did you see LeBron's comments on the matter, Dave? I woke up to this. He is not very pleased. Um, in fact, he said whoever came up with that shit mm. he cussed needs to be fired. And of course, he uh, I believe a few years ago when speaking on the same matter, was in favor of it, saying it would be fun, like a fun situation for the league. Of course, this was when uh, he didn't have to worry about being uh, playoffs, play-in seated. So uh, he's taking some heat right now. So he was, uh, he was for it before he was against it. Yeah. Yeah. John Kerry style. I'm only interested in what Jeannie Buss's position is on this. Okay. Um, Why is that? Well, it just depends. Uh, whichever way she goes, I'm, I'm very, con- very curious. Okay. But, no, seriously, I think on the play-in in general, this, similar to starting extra innings and veering out the sport here, starting extra innings in baseball with the guy on second, they kept that rule that was meant to be something for the baseball bubble basically last year for the playoffs last year. Um, and this was the play-in kind of began with the NBA bubble and their 60-day comeback, giving these teams a real shot, even if you were out of the playoffs previously to be competitive and make it interesting. It made sense for those situations. Here, you don't really have that same reasoning. Really, all you're saying is we want to add some intrigue for the eighth and ninth team. Now, what it does do is you've got Russ Westbrook, Russell Westbrook going out of his mind of late and dominating for the Wizards, who otherwise would likely be bounced out of the playoffs. You've got the Spurs, who, you know, on this very pod, we have a Spurs fan, and we couldn't name three Spurs players Granted, they do have like two or three really good talents on that team. But now they're in the, the story of being back in it. You've got Steph Curry, you know, having one of the best months ever and now having a shot to get back into the playoffs. So it's having the effect they thought it would have for those below-the-bar teams. I don't need to hear from the above-the-bar teams, like you said. It, it, it's just not a good look. It doesn't help anybody. You should have the mentality of who do we play tomorrow? We plan to win that game. It shouldn't affect us. Yeah, and I'm sta- I'm watching the uh, the standings. I'm scoreboard watching. Mm-hmm. I'm tuning in on League Pass, watching watching Portland, watching Memphis, watching these other teams that are kind of competing for those same seeds as the Mavs. Um, should we explain? I guess a quick ten second explainer on this. So the play in, as it's known right now, is traditionally eight teams from each conference would make the playoffs. Correct? Yeah. This expands it to where if you are in the top 10, you have an opportunity to make the playoffs. One through six, seated as you normally were. Now, seven through 10 enter this playoff mode. So teams seven and eight will play a game. The winner of that is now in the playoffs. Eighth or you know whoever loses that plays the winner of the game between nine and 10. So nine and 10, you lose your game, you're out of the playoffs. The winner of that has to also beat 
the loser of the first game, and you know whoever wins that game is now in the playoffs. So there's Win three games. games. There's three games total. But if you're from the uh, 7-8 game, you only have to win one. If you are from the 7-8 game, you get two shots to win. And then if uh, you're from eight, 9 and 10, you have to win twice. Yeah, I don't want any part of it. Um, but, I, again, like I said, I don't want any. I don't want my team even thinking about it right now. Yeah. Especially, like, I mean, in this, these Luca comments and the Cuban comments were like two weeks ago. So, like, a month before it's supposed to happen. And now the Mavs have, you know, they, they've won some games. They lost last night. They beat the Lakers twice, um, and now they're, I don't know, they, they have the tiebreaker with the Lakers. They, Portland has the tiebreaker over them. They're going to finish anywhere from, like, 5 to 7th, and I don't know who the best matchup is. I don't really want any part of any of the teams at the top. <laughs> Maybe Denver because they don't have Murray. Um, but, but he'll be back by the time playoffs start. I think they'll get him back with at least four or five games left. Uh, is he coming back at all? I believe so. Jamal Murray? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of uh, Jazz. Uh, I'm thinking – um, Donovan. Donovan Mitchell. I apologize. Murray's out for the year. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I get those two confused sometimes. Uh, but, I mean, if you're the Mavs or Lakers, you also don't want to face whoever's at the bottom of the standings because if they're the Kings, you'll get your ass whooped too for some reason. I do want one. I would. It would make me laugh if a team like the Jazz or the Suns had to run up against the Lakers who were you know finally healthy and they just – I mean, the Suns, this might be their best season ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know there's a couple really, really good years with Steve Nash, but um, like this this team is sick. Chris Paul's been doing like miracle work there. Uh, Devin Booker. And if they got if they got trucked by the Lakers in the first round, that would be demoralizing. Yeah. I, I've, I'd feel terrible just because I'm not dying for a change of guard in the NBA. Like, I just like seeing some of that turnover. And you have a situation with a lot of new stars. You've got Jokic, runaway MVP candidate right now. Uh, I think he's what do you, what do you call it minus five hundred to win the uh, MVP. Title. He's the guy. Uh, and then second place is uh, or minus four hundred. Embiid's next at plus five hundred. And after that, it's like Giannis at plus twelve hundred. Like it's it's a far and away uh, Jokic is to lose at this point. So the only thing I will say about it is I think they're overestimating the amount of attention that would be paid to the actual games. Because I can't tell you who won the play-in games or who was in them last year in the bubble. I can't tell you a thing except for I hated it whenever baseball had to do the one extra game to f- finish ties, 163. I was at one. It sucked. Um, so I think afterwards people will you know, not love it. Uh, only other note I do want to hit before we get out of NBA talk real quick. Uh, the East is getting quite uh, interesting. Generic statement. But the reason I say that is we haven't said the words the New York Knicks once probably since the inception of this podcast and what Julius Randle and Tom Thibodeau and um, um, Rose. Derek Rose. Derek Rose. Thank you. I don't know. I was going to say Drew Rosenhaus or something. Justin Rose. Face of Morgan Stanley. (laughs) Um, They have been on a tear. They're fourth in the East, which isn't anything to be that happy about, but they're over 500. It's a team that we all know the brand and I don't think any of us have been sports conscious with this team being anything better than like what Lynn Sanity was. That was that was the peak of it. Or, or I mean, Carmelo, I guess at one point. Yeah, um, basketball NBA Twitter's exponentially better when the Knicks are are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's crazy to see because so many of those guys are like Knicks fans, like you know, live in New York um, that I follow. That like, oh man, I'm this is this makes it a lot more interesting. Yeah. But yeah, as much they they came in and just wrecked the Mavs a couple weeks ago, and uh, I think they put they ran off like eight or nine in a row. 
But yeah, they're on fire. KD's back. He's balling. I mm-hmm. uh, watched a little bit of that Bucks game last night. They lost, but dude, it, yeah, the East is going to be the fun one. Yeah. I think it will be. Uh, it'll be something else. The only other team in the East that will be worth kind of paying attention to will be, I think, if the if the Wizards make the playoffs or make even the play-in games. You just don't know what Russell Westbrook's going to do. He's going to score too much and have the ball too much to win a series, but he'll win you it's two going games on to his be own. entertaining for sure. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm in on that. Okay, guys, you know what else I'm in on? New sponsor alert. Mm-hmm. Our friends at Truff, KJ. Can I say it? Say it. It's a mega Truff scene. Okay. I thought you were going to hit us with a new sponsor alert. Oh, what, we, it is a new sponsor alert, but that's a certain They're calling thing. me David Truff. It's a mega Truff okay. scene. They got the hot sauce, the black truffle, all this stuff, dude. I've, I'm, like, getting crazy with it. I'm, like, mixing it up. I'm, I'm putting it on chicken. I'm putting it on everything. It is a luxury hot sauce brand inspired by the elegance and indulgence of truffles. It's truffle. It's truffle hot sauce. It's luxurious. Two things that I didn't really ever think about combining before I found out about truffle. When they send you the package, it, you open it. It's like you're opening like a uh, like a diamond, like Tiffany's necklace or something. Yeah. It's it's very fancy, but it's just mega truff sauce in there. Mega truff. <laughs> It blends black truffles, ripe chilies, savory spices, and organic agave nectar. Their hotter sauce takes the heat up a notch with extra jalapenos, red chili, and habanero. For those who demand the spicier things in life, guys. Okay. Nice and spice. Well, both. What's your What's your thought here? Uh, the You're white truff guy. sauce, exceptional. Okay. If, if you need somewhere to start, their standard is the black bottle that you'll see, and you know your boy's not going to sell you outside of that. But the white truffle sauce goes with eggs. Goes with your poultry. Ooh, probably even dabble a little side on the burger. The best thing about this is you don't need to go overboard. It is truffle sauce and it is hot sauce. Like it's going to both be spicy and just bring a wave of flavors that your basic ass cooking Damn. didn't have before you laid this. Dude, down. I've I've gotta mix it up with my eggs in the morning. Mm. I did yeah, not your even eggs are, your eggs are trash. The, they're very boring. Salt and pepper getting old. I did not even think about putting truff. That will be my next move. It's the number one best selling sauce on Amazon and the number one selling sauce on Whole Foods. How about that? Can I tell you where I first that seems heard about good. it? And it, I didn't know that it was in the copy, but it's one thousand percent the truth. TikTok. Oprah's favorite things list. Oh, my God. No shit. Your boys uh, keeps a sneaky eye out on that every year. Uh, and Truffle's on there maybe two or three. It's been on twice, I'm seeing, but two or three years ago for the first time. And this stuff, I mean, you'll, you'll go through Nordstrom's, and it's on the shelf there. Oh, it's luxurious. This is some high-end hot sauce. Yeah, shit. it's high-end shit. Get 15% off site-wide plus free shipping with promo code BANG at truff.com. That's T-R-U-F-F. That's two Fs. F is in Frank. That's bang at truff.com, 15% off. Check it out. Promo code bang. I don't get to say that outside of, like, my last name when I'm on the phone with somebody. Because they all think it's Russ. Okay. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's F. Two Fs. F is in Frank. Dude, try having the last name Shivery with four freaking E's in it. All right, I want to hear your shit right now. I would probably just end it. Well, that seems a little extreme. I'm doing okay. Just, okay. It's just kind of an inconvenience. <laughs> so. On that note, you want to party? Uh, I've been waiting to party, David. What sports party? You got any of that uh, canna bump? Dude, what? No one's doing canna bump. I'm, I'm in on canna bump. Yeah. Cut up some Tell me you're not going to try canna bump. I'm, I'm not going to snort anything, Dylan. I don't. I wish you would stop trying to make it easy for us and stop endorsing the snort product. <laughs> Dude, we're trying canna bump. 
I'm not. Can't, they're not a sponsor. We don't have to do this. Well, I mean, but we're going to a party, right? If it's the right kind of party, I'm going to hit some lines of cannabis before I go in. All right, I'll do smelling salts, and if it goes well, I'll, go. I'll transition to yeah, the Yeah, from the guy who did smelling salts from a random at a bar. They're smelling salts. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm not chloroform. Y'all were, right, were standing right there. They that's gotta gonna, be they more gonna kidnap to your brain than a can of bomb. That's fat. You know, I, I'd like to look at the science From factory the studies never, on that. Who's ever snorted any substance? Oh, boy. here we go. Disclaimer. That's big facts right now. No comment from this side. Let's table. Kentucky Derby. <laughs> yeah. Some horses ran. The too much dip horse was not in the Kentucky Derby. To be I clear. don't. Yeah, I, I was uh, sad to find that out. But do we know if the horse did okay over the weekend? Did it run? It's hard to say. It's a, it's a little difficult to track down that's, what race that was in. That's if, the name of my horse if I have one. It's hard to say. There you go. Shout out to Bob Baffert and Medina Spirit. That dude is just on another level. Funky, he? cold Medina Spirit. Okay. All right. Did you get that call from the announcer, or is that just all, all Dave that's Ruff a Dave, That's a D-Ruff original. Okay. I respect that. That's I a like D-Truff. Bob Baffert is a – Added uh, value. Baffert, right? Mm-hmm. He's on, like, the, the Mount Rushmore of swag. The dude's just swag lord, man. That white hair and the shades and the $10,000 suits he has. You think they're $10,000? They're not cheap. Idiot. Try fifteen. You didn't get them off the rack, dude. <laughs> Try $15,000. Really? Yeah, he got it from Jose. <laughs> so he bought the whole it's store. their exclusive collection. He bought every suit. He every bought all of their inventory for fifteen grand. He gave made. all the free sweaters to Goodell, and Goodell wore one on day three he got of the, the draft. Buy 100, get 100 free sale. <laughs> All-time bad fit by Goodell. We didn't even mm. talk about that. Sure. Oh, uh, did you see uh, Dabo's Dabo? His suit? Oh, yeah. His suit was it looked like he looked like he purchased it 75 pounds ago. It looked like it was made for Debo. <laughs> R.I.P. Oh, uh, yeah, rest in peace, like he, yeah, he had to borrow it from, from Miles Garrett. Yeah, it, it, it did have strong 03 NBA draft vibes for sure. <laughs> it did. Um, <laughs> we want to look at the uh, Packers crew at, at the Derby. Uh, we were talking a little bit about this earlier. I feel like every year you get one of these photos of, oh, hey, here's some people we know at the Derby looking crazy. Uh, and it's all not really that impressive to me. This one, hey, uh, I'm, I'm a little more interested. I got in. a question about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, um, he looks uh, emaciated. <laughs> Has he lost like 30 pounds? I think it's just because he's standing next to David Bakhtiari. I don't think it. Look at his he's face. Standing next man. to some big dudes. Yeah, I, it might be what his fit's doing. That's not. Uh, he looks like he's like depressed and like he's like <laughs> he's can't smiling. Eat. I mean, like okay. he looks he's smiling through it all. Can't believe this is his life. He just looks emaciated. He, I will say this: he has never, never seen a uh, a hairy neck that he didn't like. The guy refuses to shave the back of his neck, the front of his neck. The guy just loves a, a, a neared. What position does Miles Teller play for the Packers? I don't Swag think he's Lord. actually on the Packers. Oh, okay. Swag Lord, who's uh, and I don't know if he's married or dating, but uh, Chrissy Teigen's sister is, looks like who the young woman he's with. Is he really two inches taller than? Uh, I always forget. Randall Cobb. Than Randall Cobb. I believe it. I mean, all he has to be is what six foot. Cobb's not that tall. Okay. I don't know who the gentleman is between him and uh, Bobby. What you call it? All thick neck yeah. boy in the middle. That's yeah. uh, AJ Hawk. AJ Hawk. Oh, AJ Hawk. There you go. Yeah. Who's married to? Which one am I getting mixed up? Quinn and Laurenitis. I think those are the two that are married. Hmm. Brady Quinn and uh, Laurenitis, who played linebacker you're with confusing AJ. AJ. That's with... what I'm getting confused. Uh, Laurenitis, yeah, yeah. linebacker, AJ Hawk. And then AJ's brother, Mike. Uh, what Aaron Rodgers' fiance's name? I keep forgetting it. Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley. She's not ready for this picture at all. Eh. At they just caught her at a bad snap. Uh, 
tough scene. The lady that she's next to is kind of stealing the show here with that. Uh, Dude, that's a fit. That's a fit. She's just know. she's every tall. part of her she's disposition. Uh, she's I'm applauding. Yeah. And congrats on the baby. So, you know, at least one of these couples has had sex, it appears. Mm-hmm. Pregnancy. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, we hope. That hat on A-Rodge is just <laughs> terrible. I think the hand signal with the hat is really kind of what's throwing me off. <laughs> How are you doing over there, Aaron? I'm a little shaky. <laughs> this looks like he, he, he looks like he showed up for a, a Magic the Gathering tournament. <laughs> And he's gonna he's gonna finish top top five for so sure. So then, are we sure that's Miles Teller and not Randy off to the right? If it's um, Magic the Gathering, <laughs> wow, <laughs> Randy just taking L's. Wow, Lackey Trimbacki over there. <laughs> uh, hey, there's a note here. It says Manchester United fans are wildin'. Uh, yeah, Manchester United and Liverpool were supposed to play yesterday. Uh, I use the words "we're supposed to" because their fans absolutely lost their shit. Um. As only noted here on this very podcast, the uh, Extreme Sports League, what were they calling it? The uh, European Super Super League. Super League uh, that lived for about eight hours was spearheaded by uh, the leaders or owners of the uh, Manchester United, and their fans are pissed. They want them gone. The Glazer family, also owners of the uh, Buccaneers and some other things we may hear about in the future. But Mm. basically fans entered the grounds of the stadium before the game, also had a demonstration outside of the team hotel. Um, and it got to the point where they had, like, flares going. I don't think there was a Woo! ton of destruction, but they damaged the field enough to Different where. Different kind of flare day. <laughs> they damaged the field enough to uh, where they ended up calling the game. First ever in uh, Premier, you know Premier League history if, to be called for protest. If Cowboy fans had any heart whatsoever, we would have done this, like, 15 times. It Definitely you know, begs the thought of, like, we can't even get a fraction of that to go on um, here in the States. We also did watch F1. I mean, I don't think there's much for us to riff on here. Hamilton won. Yeah, he was uh, – I don't, I don't know how he lost the lead at one point, um, but he was chasing for a little bit. and then. But it just it's weird. When it seems inevitable and they're like, oh, well, Hamilton will pass here in the next few laps, you're just like, oh, okay. I guess he's just going to – He's going to wait for the right time, and he's going to do it, and there's nothing they can do to stop it because his car's fast, and he's Hamilton, good. Verstappen, Botas. I didn't watch the race. If you, if you told me to predict who would finish top three, that's what I would have picked, and that's what I don't like about the sport. Everything else I'm on board with. Botas had the lead early. Yeah, he started with pole position, too. Uh, I, I didn't see Verstappen's first qualifying um, run, but there was an error in which his time got deleted, and so he was at risk of potentially – not qualifying, I guess. He had to make a second run. Yep, uh, I want to say going P2, and Hamilton was P3 to start uh, Look at uh, you dropping race. a lingo, man. Dude, we're P2. ground floor. I can't believe how early we were on P2? F1. P2? Oh, P3 Next. comes to mind. I know it's a staple in diets around here. P3? Oh, uh-huh. protein. <laughs> exactly. Food. But, yeah, uh, another race this upcoming weekend. They're in Spain. They were in P- Portugal, uh, given my Hamilton the man joke there. Two weeks away from the next major, the PGA Championship at Kiowa Island. Mm. Either of y'all played there? No. Uh, no. But we have we have a connection there, actually, Dave, before the COVID situation. Is this another thing Brett needs to lock up? Yeah, there's a, a young lady who works there, and Ooh. she told us to come out and play. Are we talking about golf? I pass this along to y'all. <laughs> yeah, Dan, Dylan, we don't need to look in your DMs. <laughs> no, this is very much golf. Don't you boys come out yeah. here, you know, ignore all the racist streams we have here golf. in Charleston and come play a little golf. 
come on. And I said, I said, bet. You know what trees I'm talking about? No, I, I, well, I don't. But I mean, I, I mean, if I say a tree looks racist, oh, then oh. you think of South Carolina. Okay. There's only one type of tree that could have that. With uh, the moss, moss hanging off. Yeah, and they're like overarched way too much, way too la- too they much look, lateral. I mean, they look dope, aside from the connotation. Yeah, that's true. Racist, the racist trees would be a terrible band name. <laughs> Like that's a band that's not getting any top you know, forty. No tree that action. doesn't look racist. The redwoods. That's true. Those, those bad boys. I've always wanted to drive through and see the redwoods. Uh, I was watching uh, Mayor of Easttown last night with Bay, mm. and they they referenced the name of a band. The name of the band is called Mannequin Pussy, <laughs> and it, apparently it's a real band. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we just, like when they said it, it just, we were like, "Wait, what did they say?" We had to rewind it. Uh, Pretty pretty funny moment and otherwise not funny show. I was more of a pussy riot guy. Yeah, seen them live. Mannequin pussy. Really? Oh, yeah. do they play? Uh, they play. They play hangout. They How like did a, they get a hangout? I guess just the whole the, like the novelty of them being. You know, I was prisoners. totally sober and not under the influence. But them having a two p.m. set on a beachside, like a coastal musical fest that's held in southern Alabama and, prop well, not propagandists, but like. What are you call it? Nonconformist Russian revolutionaries pussy riot plays was pretty great to see. Right. It was like ninety degrees, and they're still wearing their full ski masks and get up. We gotta go see them. They hate Putin. <laughs> they don't like him. Music sucked, but they had some energy. Oh, there's my review. Okay, that was the sports party. I can't believe you saw pussy riot at hangout. You guys want to run it back? Was mannequin Absolutely. pussy playing there too? You know. I, I have no more comments. All right, we'll still run it back. <laughs> okay. The segment in which we talk about the things we already talked about, or however Micah says it. That's it. Okay. Um, it Micah, it always Micah, he called in. We did a hot phone call with Mike. With he pretty Micah. much did our show for us. Mm-hmm. If I was Micah, I would say you're on the mic with Micah, but that's just me. Mike of Micah. Micah thinks the Micah Parsons pick is disgraceful. Shocker. Mac Jones does not work out which is impressive for a first-round draft Big pick facts. in the NFL. Um, Shane Bouchelle was undrafted due to his noodle arm. Who said that? Anyway. Miles Garrett is built like a couch. Dave's huevos are trash. What does that mean? <laughs> Someone just translated that from Esp- from English to Espanol. Okay. Whole squad trying cannabomb. Uh, that's, I would issue a disclaimer there. I reserve the right to not try cannabomb. A-Rodge had no swag at the Derby. South Carolina has racist trees. Mm-hmm. Mannequin pussy has bops. Pussy Riot does not. And that, folks, was Run It Back. I feel like if we looked in the Pussy Riot catalog, we could find one song. Maybe not Dylan. Because Dylan's averse to that style of music. What's their genre? Loud. Russian uh, female punk rock, I believe. Oh, I'm so in on that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm now realizing my mistake here because uh, I don't think that there was any coincidence that I shit-talked Philly. Not in the too distant past. And then, I don't know, a matter of an hour or two ago, you gentlemen brought in a very stocky person who represents Philadelphia very hard. And he gave me the firmest handshake I've received in quite some time. He's probably compensating. Just letting me know where he stood on uh, you know, my shit talking in Philadelphia is what I thought it was. So I'm sorry. I'll get out in front of it. South Carolina, I'm sure the rest of the state's beautiful. You do have one very great tree. Great tree or some shit. Angel Oak. You Beautiful. know way more about this than I do. The tree thing. I had, I don't to, go, know, I had yeah. to go for a bachelor party, and your boy's got to do a quick little search. Like, you know, 
what's my percentage of likelihood to return? Do you know about Austin's <laughs> That's famous so tree? so sad. I'm not <laughs> laughing at it. <laughs> Austin has a famous tree. Um, Treaty Oak. Oh, it's a bourbon also, right? It was poisoned some years ago. Some, oh, some, jack, some sooner, jack wagon poisoned sooner it. fan. I don't know. They um, call into the uh, Fawzin with Fozzie, Fozzie Whitaker, Fawzin it up with Fozzie Whitaker and report uh, it. It's right yeah, there poison at the tree. Fifth and uh, Baylor, I want to say. I have no idea about that. By that Vespa shop? Man, I got nothing. <laughs> I don't know about the Vespa shop. Look I would in, love to see you. Look into Treaty shop. Oak, folks. Okay. All right, look into it. Okay. Some treaty was signed. Look at that, man. It. People say that you don't learn anything on these pods. Check it out. You just learn a lot about trees and Vespas. Mm-hmm. And Treaty Oak. All right, we will see you next week. Bye-bye. I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips.